Two members of the High Valley infamous band Zane Run. Welcome, so, guys. Appreciate it. Anisan. So, um, Scott here just got a seven-channel mixer in, so we can get your full band in here soon. Nice. But in the meantime, you want to give uh, the rest of the guys a shout out. Yeah. What's up, Ken, Jacob, Dean? Sorry, you guys couldn't be here. They only had two extra chairs. <laughs> Kenny and I go way back. Yeah. Yeah. He was there when I'm not going to mention the name, but. When I was playing in Matt's band, we got not banned. I wouldn't say officially banned from an amusement park, but if we ever go back there and it's the same entertainment manager, he's going to say shut it down. We're not going to come back. Uh, he was familiar. He was, yeah. he was with us. I'm going to have to ask him all kinds of questions now. Oh, yeah. yeah, Kenny, uh, he's been in the band for about a year now. Um, Probably a little more than that. Yeah, yeah. About a year and a half. We had a we had a guy quit on us in like the worst way. We had a show coming up, and he was just like, I'm out, guys. So we Peace. just like... Kenny started off as like a fill-in, and then yeah. we just kept him like a stray, I guess. Nice. Like, we adopted him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're an OG, right? Kind of. Kind of. So, I was, the original three was Zeke, Dean, and Justin Rector. And then I used to play hockey with Zeke. Okay. And I was like, hey, you know, trying to play again. I hadn't played in a band since high school. And he's like, oh, send me, you know, video or whatever. And I sent him a couple of YouTube videos, like like Pink Floyd covers or stuff. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I, I came in the band when they were about two months old. So pretty much original, but yeah. Did you, um, did you go into the band just playing rock before that? Did yeah. you ever dive into kind of, no, not really. I'd never dove into country. No, I, I was played. like punk and metal and, you know. You quickly realize there's a whole another world to the guitar you have to learn quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've always kind of brought that kind of playing yeah. to us, though. I mean, I never really, I can't, I can't like chicken pick or mm -hmm. any of that stuff. But yeah. I like to kind of stay close to my roots, even if we were playing. Like, even when we played country, I was still, you know, I yeah. play a Tom DeLong signature. And mm -hmm. I just bought a new one today. <laughs> nice. So where are you? Uh, where are you from in the valley? And I'm just from Wheeling. Okay. Yeah. And no. when did? What about you? Uh, Tiltonsville. Like okay. Ten minutes down. Yeah, you're right up the road. Yeah. So when did you guys like really start getting into music growing up? I was probably like three. Oh really? Three, four, yeah. Yeah, I was seven years old. And my grandma bought me a guitar at Moore's, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And then I learned like just enough guitar to sing with, but not enough to be good at it. <laughs> so like I can like play chords and sing, but like that's about it. That's all you get. Yeah, I have, I have a hard time playing bass and singing. Mm -hmm. um, I can play drums and sing. I, I feel like that'd be harder. I, I, that's what I, people ask me. I'm like, I, I don't know. Drums and singing, I can do. The bass, I, especially, I mean, if it's just a simple, yeah. but like there's no way I'm doing like a, like a bass riff that everybody knows, like Brown Eyed Girl. Yes, and so. trying to do, yeah, yeah, my brain just is like, well, no, you don't want to screw it up either. Yeah, it's something that everybody knows, right? Right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I can't do the, I can't do guitar and sing, but I can do drums and sing. So you big, you were a big metal guy too, then. Oh yeah, nice. Like my first band practice with all the older country guys, I realized like nobody here cares if I can play any Pantera solo. Like you know what I mean? Like, no. I, I had just really quick. It's funny because. Um, being that I'm older, I worked with this one guy. Um, shout out to Winston. He was just, it like blew him away that like, he was like, so like when you were growing up, like you were there, like when Appetite for Destruction was released and when like Nevermind and Metallica's, you know, Injustice for All. I'm like, yeah, that was, that was my high school years. I was, he's like, so like when they first come out, like you, you went and saw them live, like you, you really saw it, like them, and I'm like, yeah. And also, tickets were like, you know, a good ticket was like forty five dollars. It's not awesome. like it is today. He was just flabbergasted. He's like, like in Pearl Jam and like everything. I'm like, yes, I saw it all released. You lived yeah. it. I did absolutely. <laughs> I say we were around for it, but we were, you know, preschool. Still, yeah, pooping ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
This is where I'm trying not to give you both the birds, but that's okay. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old. Like, I saw the first video on MTV. Like, so, like. What was it? um, Video killed the radio star by the Buggles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they did um, it on purpose. Oh, imagine that, Doug. Yeah, it was the first video of the original MTV VJs and all that. Yeah. So, like I said, it's. I'm, and they I, haven't played one since then. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. When it all started becoming TV and advertising it and reality shows, it, it, it went by the way. It's all ridiculousness. Now. I was just going to say, it's it ridiculousness. Is. It's ridiculous yeah. all the time. It really is. Making sure that noise gate's working on Banjo. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the time this airs, you guys will be gearing up to play Riverside, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Saturday the 22nd, July. What time's that? Uh, I think we go on 7 to 10. I think that's the time slot. Yeah, give or take. If I was a real musician, I'd know. I'd just kind of show up. Dude, I don't know what <laughs> any of our shows are. Yeah. <laughs> I never I have to look at our Facebook page. I'll ask my wife. I'm like, what do I have this coming weekend? That's what I have to do. I'll, I'll have a feeling in my gut something's coming up, and then I'll ask her to confirm. Yeah, so at Riverside, Derek Frizzy just bought it. Okay. And um, we were down there two weeks ago with Gage's band, and there might have been 300 people. Really? They built – so they, they had always had a patio. You said you played there a couple years ago? Yeah, we were down there. Yeah, we played there a few times. Yeah, not last year, year before. We usually play there like once a year. Yeah, they had like a deck in their side yeah. yard that they used, and now they built a whole new patio to the band, and different tables are on now, and it, it's it's huge. Oh, sweet. Nice. Now, where's where's Riverside? So people they don't know. It's Powhatan. Okay. Yeah, Powhatan Point. And uh, Derek Frizzy was also the guy that had um, Frizzy's Market in Belair and made those pepperoni rolls. So at yeah. the end of the night, I was helping Tim and Doug clean up their equipment, and he gave me like four for the ride home. It was oh, the okay. best thing. Because it was 1 a.m. and Wendy's was past closing. I didn't have anywhere to go for oh, dinner. Oh, man. That's, yeah. It's all, all the places aren't open 24 yeah, hours that's anymore. It's finding food after you get, you have to go to Sheets. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Sheets made to order. Can't go wrong with it. So we have three new user, user submitted questions, viewer submitted questions. If you want okay. to tackle one, one's pretty funny. Sure. One's pretty funny. All right. First one, if you were putting together a concert and had to choose your lineup based on three bands slash singers you've worked with or opened for, what would the concert look like? It says from Tim and Barton. So think back to the bands you've opened for, and if you had to pick your top three to throw a concert. I don't even know. Um, Who was the closer when you were at Jambo the day of? Phil Vassar. Okay. It's probably him. I mean, yeah. And we, we opened for the lax a few times. That didn't, that kind of cool. That's their like that crowd country. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they bring a huge crowd. Yeah. It's not really my cup of tea, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. But their crowds are fun. Um, I think we might've, I don't know who else we've opened for. I don't know, man. I'm doing uh, Crow Hardly. Oh, yeah. We could have local. Oh, okay. Too. I'm doing Crow Hardly. Yeah, or Someday Saturday. Someday Saturday. Yeah. And we're just throwing a big party. Yeah, that'd be fun. Can you have to yeah. deal with any managers and it's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be a lot better. No managers needed fest. We'll get <laughs> no it managers some, allowed. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get it someplace where it's just an open field. People can pitch tents. We'll get uh, a couple people with food trucks, and uh, yeah, I say we do it. Let's do, do it. it. Paradise. Oh yeah, it's basically an open field. Paradise. How... Have you guys been to Paradise? Not since. Not since. Uh... Oh no, no, no. I'm thinking Paradise up the golf course up the hill. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the one. Paradise oh, okay. Hills. Yeah. They uh, recently got a new owner, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. New okay. owner. He built a stage. Oh, okay. It's outside. It's real nice. We'll pop another question. Sure. You can read if you want. There's one that's real funny. Okay. What bar slash venue in the Ohio Valley would you have the best chances of meeting a local? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me change that back. What bar slash venue in the Ohio Valley would you have the best chances of meeting local single people? This is this is from Unloved Penguin. Yeah, so somebody <laughs> sent in this question. is like, I want to be called Unloved Penguin on the show. And I said, well, I'm only saying your first name, so it'll be anonymous. She's like, no, I want to be Unloved Penguin. So, All right. Unloved Penguin. 
All right. Well, I haven't been single since 2009. (laughs) (laughs) We actually host a traffic light party at Johnny's Bar like four times a year. I think the next one we're planning is in September. So Johnny's Bar in September. You walk through the door, you get a wristband. Green, you're single. Yellow is complicated. Red, you're taken. Didn't you make, have me make a graphic for that? Yes, you I to, did. You had to explain <laughs> it to me, yeah. and I'm like, "What is what is yeah. this?" Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is and so like one hand is you're single. It's complicated. You're taken. Well, you it, pick whichever one you have. And then the other arm is it like the high school rubber bands where like, <laughs> yeah. you, you put the colors on and whatever color that's, that's a certain stuff into. you'll do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, yeah. Could you that, imagine, imagine you going on Facebook and seeing your girl out of Johnny's with a yellow band? Like, What's going on? Or worse. <laughs> or a green one? Yeah. Yeah. That no. That, that, <laughs> of course it did. The girl, her her boyfriend came later on at night and he's like, what the hell? And she's like, I just wanted free drinks. So That's I was fair. Like, okay. Fair. At least I respect that she was honest about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she yeah. wasn't. If she wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if... My wife, I wouldn't be happy, but at least I respect you. Like, listen, I was just, you know, using abusing dudes. Okay. Listen, that's, you do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Doug, you want to plug that Facebook group for us? Oh, that yeah. I re- recently just joined Ohio Valley Entertainment. Yeah. So, uh, I got real annoyed with my friends who are DJs getting like kicked off these other groups because they're DJs. And I was just like, what's, What's it matter? Like, if if Zayn Ron is playing a show and you would rather go sing karaoke, then we're doing something wrong, right? I feel like that's the the thing. So I feel like no DJ is going to take away from us. Right, right, yeah. Oh, is that why they were that's how, kicked off? A of, lot of people work so really? they weren't live bands. Oh, and me, gotcha. I get bored a lot, so I wanted to like I want to know everything going on yeah, like, right. on the weekend because I I never stay home. So you I did like, one night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, did night. one night. <laughs> uh, no, but like you said, that's a good point because like if, it, if people are going to do what they want to do. Right. And if they want to go hear a DJ and shake their ass on a dance floor, they're going to go do that. And, and I, I, I just say it, but right now it seems like on a Saturday night, everything's an acoustic act that you're well, seeing yeah. in, the, in the Ohio Valley. Yeah. And rarely there's bands that are that are scattered in, but like on a Saturday night when I'm ten Jaeger bombs in, I want to feel like the kick in my chest. I yeah, don't want to yeah. go see an acoustic act. And a lot of the acoustic acts are done by ten o'clock. Yeah, after COVID, it really changed. Yeah, yeah it changed so, the whole landscape of the way stuff's set yeah. up. So. so I liked having a group you could go see who's DJing because they're staying out, mm-hmm. and that yeah. gave you something to do. But and plus with like kicking off karaoke, there's. A karaoke crowd that just goes to karaoke. They're not. You do. Yeah, and, yeah, you do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like there's like a crowd that exclusively exclusively goes to karaoke and doesn't want bands. You know, that you're not. They're not going to impede on like any of your fans right. by putting them out. Right. That's, That's actually how uh, I decide. Like in Zane Run, when we pick a song, oh, like we all, ca- we yeah, bring it, we bring it to the, the auditions table. at a karaoke. I do. I audition yeah, at karaoke, <laughs> and if it's a dud at karaoke, I don't want to sing it for Zane Run because it's yeah. like yeah. So it's just it's kind of one of those things. That's but a good I, way to do it though. Yeah. It's really good. Actually. Well, it's, see now that's, that's why that's why you got to come out and do karaoke with the two by fours because you it's like you got a band with you. When's the next one? Um, it'll be the last Friday in July. We are at the Black Sheep in August. Yeah, yeah, last okay. Friday in July and August we're at the Black Sheep. So, yeah, there you go. You got a guitar player, drummer, bass player. So it's it's really you're really I getting didn't into have it. Have one of those already. <laughs> 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 but no, yeah, that sounds like fun. I mean, I've never done like live band karaoke. It's, that would it, be cool. Yeah, it's really taken off, and a lot of people. I mean, it's taken off great for us, but even even places we played, like the last place we played, Barton Trap, people like they weren't sure. You're a live band, and then once they see it, then they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to get up there." Mm-hmm. And you know, naturally, later in the night when the liquid courage gets flowing, you get more people up oh, there, yeah. and it's yeah. just. But uh, yeah, it's. It's really it's it's been a it's been so much fun doing it. I actually gained a following doing karaoke. Yeah, yeah you did. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. it's it's so funny to me, but my roommate uh, Aaron Pozar and I would go to the the all these like dive bars, and he would do the song from Beetlejuice, and I'd start a conga line. Would he dress like Bob Ross? 
Yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, no, he looks he He's, looks like Bob Ross. Every year for Halloween, he goes as Bob Ross, and he wins like every Halloween con contest. We were ever. we were in Columbus. Oh wait a minute, wasn't he at that Halloween show we played last year? Uh, Lumberjacks, yeah. Was it no, 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 My Way Cafe. My Way, it was yeah. My, yeah. Way. my Way. He is at everything that had to be it, it's going on. <laughs> if, if it's happening around the area, he's there. Nice. We're in Columbus, and we're only supposed to be there for one night. Ended up staying all weekend, and he, we didn't have a costume. So he went to the store and bought a blue sh button-up shirt and a paintbrush and won a costume contest. Like, it was ridiculous. He's won several. Yeah. <laughs> so we start doing these conga lines. Everyone starts knowing us. We start, we do a... We do fight for right to party, have the whole thing like set up, and then after a while, uh, we were playing party on the plaza two years ago, oh, yeah. and somebody stops me and joking, jokingly was like, "When are you getting up there?" And I said, "After this band." They're like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Yeah, Zane Run's playing." They knew me from karaoke. They had no idea I was even singing yeah. to Zane Run. <laughs> I was like, "Well, my guitar fell off that stage that night." Yeah. Oh. It did. It's oh. got a big rash on the top of it. Oh. it, it I'm not even. It gives it character. Yeah. I'm not even a guitar yeah. player, and that makes me sick. Yeah. Actually, I think Ken knocked it over. Because no. it was blame on, like, on, a stand. Blame on Ken when he's he not here to defend himself. No, <laughs> he, was, he was playing before us with the uh, 80s. I think, I think Kenny might have knocked it over. Maybe not. But <laughs> well, I know he was around, because that's when I met him, because my guitar Kenny. went and fell down, and I'm like, damn. We'll get Kenny on soon so he can... Give his house story. I don't know. If, I don't <laughs> this know if this is where we have to insert. But, we have to insert that little sound. You killed Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> but our other guitar player at our last show in Shady Side, <laughs> he dinged up Kenny's brand new bass. Oh yeah. Like they kind of oh, like it was a stage like smaller than this room. Uh huh. And like you know, like they, you know, ran into each other. Yeah. And Kenny got it's like a month old, maybe a couple months old, oh, brand new bass. And it's like a deep red like that. Mm -hmm. It's a little yeah. it's a little lighter than that. And there he Jacob nicked the like the clear coat. <laughs> and he still feels bad. And Kenny's like he's like, I'm just I just want to mess with him. <laughs> and you can't and you can't kill the magic of podcasting. This studio is huge. I mean, just oh yeah. Just yeah, so yeah, you know. Yeah. I know you said smaller <laughs> than this 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 venue, but no, this you know, we got all kind of room back there. Oh, yeah. That's where the audience sits. Behind the uh, soundproof glass, so we don't hear them. No uh, mics on, right? Either. No, 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 no. They're just here for pure entertainment. We'll have to get a live audience track to add it now. <laughs> every, time, every time we make a joke. All right. Next question. Yeah. All right. You want to read it? Sure. I read two. That's not fair. This is from Janet and Martin's Ferry. A real name. <laughs> One piece of advice for Unloved Penguin is if you're using the apps like Tinder and your name is Unloved Penguin, maybe that's one of the reasons you need to, you know, you're looking for I, Yeah, I think if you're going into Tinder with Unloved Penguin, you you already got two strikes against you. I think I swiped left now that you can't <laughs> All right. What is one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self before performing, performing for the very first time on stage? Oh. wear ear protection or tell them to turn the monitor down because I'm getting affected by it now. Yeah. I'm starting to get that right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been on in ears since day one. I've had to make the switch. And I remember one show, we did our own sound and we had monitors. We filmed a music video. It was our second show ever. Mm -hmm. And it was a Frank's bar, like up in, up past Steubenville. Oh, out in, it um, is tiny. Out in Bloomingdale. Yeah, like yeah. just right up a hill. Yeah, I know exactly. No, the one on 213. Oh, Frank's. Know. Okay, yeah, that's right. The yeah, one on yeah. two thirteen. It's right off the. It's, it's yeah, right now it's called, now it's called the pub at two thirteen. Yeah, okay, okay I yeah. know where you're at. Yeah. So that stage is very small right, too. Right. Yeah, I'm standing stage left, and I have a crash symbol right here. Mm -hmm. All I couldn't hear for like three days. I'm like, I'm never not using in ears yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing protection, I would say, is huge. Yeah. And I know it's kind of like it's kind of a buzzkill thing to talk about. Like, oh, look at, you know, if it's too loud, you're too old, right? But. At yeah, the same time, you right. can't hear. Yeah, because like young me, twenty-one-year-old me, was like Angus Young never wore like earplugs yeah. or something. Exactly. Look, look that it. you know of. That's yeah, right. it. Um, the first show I ever played was on accident. It was seriously <laughs> where I was there to see my friend's band, and the opening act didn't show up. They got caught up. So what he, did you just play acoustic? Or? No, he my my 
the buddy who was playing in a band, me and him had like a two-piece thing oh, okay. that we just messed around with at the apartment. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. And he goes, you want to play? And I was like, I don't have my guitar. And one of the guys was like, use mine. So I was like, screw it. Let's do it. So nice. I, I had 10 minutes notice that we're due. So we had no set list or anything. And I was just like, okay, let's do this song next or whatever. So my advice would be, no, you're going to play a gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be. And another one is make sure you can hear everything you need to hear. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't takes, be shy. Even and... if it takes a little longer in sound check, it's worth it because. You know, for how many years Jacob couldn't hear what he was playing? <laughs> he couldn't hear himself for like three years. And then, like, he got in here. He's like, oh, I could finally hear myself play. And I'm like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? I don't know. Um, I would probably tell my younger self, um, it's not that important to get this sick over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. nerves and tied up. And, you know, you're playing for a small dive bar. This You're not opening it. Heinz Field. Right. And even right. the mistakes that you notice. Calm down. And that's yeah. that's so true. So I would it'd be like not sounding rude, but just tell, hey, nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it used to drive me nuts. Like if I played really bad one night and someone's like, Oh, great show, and I'm like yeah, It used to drive yeah. me nuts. But now I'm like, I'm thinking like nobody hears what we hear. Mm-hmm. I can't even li- like my wife always says, so she's like, Can't you just listen to a song and not talk about how the kick drum sounds or like the guitar tone or what the snare sounds like. I'm like mm, I wish yeah. I could. Doesn't matter if there's five or five thousand. You you give those five people the best show they ever seen. That's what I've always said. Like yeah, treat every show like you're that's it. at Madison Square Garden. And that's and that's <clears throat> and that that resonated. It then I like it didn't matter if I looked out and saw five people or we were playing. You know, um, but it wasn't uh, when we were playing "Blame My Roots." I mean, it didn't. It didn't matter. Like it just, I it put the same effort into it. But I still get to that, like you do. Like if I hit an off note or something, I'm like, "Oh man, I, I you know, I messed oh, yeah. up. I'm really sorry." And they'll be like, "You did? I yeah. didn't, we didn't hear yeah. it." So it was. So that's yeah. That's that's huge. That you're the only one that really knows your mistakes, unless you're playing completely out of key for the whole song, or unless you're <laughs> yeah. the vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of times you send the recording back. And I'm like, man, we need to ditch this song. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, people notice the vocal mistakes more than they notice oh, yeah. anything else. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. And you'll you'll have people that you know. Sometimes they'll be hard, especially on vocalists. Like, well, you didn't sing that right. Well, I'm not so and so. Like I. You know, you'd be like, why don't you want to do it? That's better? it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe you're just doing your own take on it, and yeah. or maybe it just you like, I know there's songs that I used to sing that I didn't have the range, so instead of going like really, really high, I you know, I take it where it was, it was, it was all right, but oh, you can go high enough. I can't hit that note, well, but I know it could be Freddie Mercury. That's it. I, I know I can't hit that note, so I'm gonna just you know, it's uh, I'll sing it to where it sounds good, but it's. Oh well. You got to play it off. Hold the hold the mic to the crowd, and that's there their go. job to do it. <laughs> and you're saying crowd interacting yeah. like that's just you that's, play, I, play it off. Like I that. did that that night when uh, somebody requested. I did uh, lips of an angel. Oh yeah! Thank God there we we had a, an amazing crowd, and like I said, there's Tinder. there's Tinder. yeah, and I uh, I I knew that I couldn't hit those. So same thing. I just kind of as I started out, I just leaned back, but you heard the crowd pick it up, and you're like, "Okay, I'm good." <laughs> Nobody knows any different. It's funny. I saw a video on TikTok the other day of Tom DeLonge singing, and everybody's ripping on him like he sounds terrible. I'm like, "Well," someone was like, "I'm sorry. Did you think that he was Freddie Mercury in yeah. a previous life?" Yeah. <laughs> He's perfect for that band. He can't even say head. Correctly. No, he says Yed. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, that was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. When we went last. Yeah, we month. went to Blank. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like perfect. Yeah. Really. Right, it was well, a religious experience. Since, since you brought it up, what's the top three live bands that you've ever seen? Coheed and Cambria, hundred percent. What is it? Oh, Coheed and Cambria. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd um, be good. Probably. Hmm, Slipknot. Slipknot mm-hmm. was cool. And believe it or not, probably Katy Perry. Her band was amazing. I went with my wife. That was one of the best. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Excuse my chair, really. Shut up. 
<laughs> Listen, you can't you can't deny it. You can't. It was when like the big, it. it was like going to the Arrows tour, whatever year it was. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. the biggest tour in the world. It was phenomenal. Yeah, her band was so tight. So I got to put Corn killed it. That was an awesome show. Guar. Guar. Like, <laughs> yeah. How do you not? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a state. I mean, have it's you a ever whole. Been, have you guys? No, 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 I've seen go. clips of it. But yeah, I've you never... have to. Go. I couldn't tell you one Guar song. I, I don't think people in Guar could tell you a yeah, Guar song. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to them play a cover of uh, Foreplay by Boston like for a long oh. time. They, it was really good. Where'd you see Guar? Uh, Pittsburgh. They come. Really? Yeah, every uh, couple years they'll come around. We'll have to go to the next one because it's, it's, right. it's a life changing experience. We'll just stand back from the yeah. stage. Yeah. You, it's... And then uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he'd be awesome. Like, we'll I saw him. Song. I saw him two years ago, I think. No, it was 2019. So on 2019, and he was just by himself. There was no band at all. Right. And he just That's cool. And he had his loop pedal, and he like literally built the song from the ground up. It was like the coolest thing to watch. We just saw him this past Saturday, the eighth at uh, AccuShore, and like I'm like I'm a Ed Sheeran fan. Like you know, even my wife like on some of the songs where he raps, and I knew every word. She just kind of looked at me like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and, <laughs> but. That's good. It was like being a fan and then seeing that show was, I mean, the stage was phenomenal. And like you said, he gets up there and he tells him, he's like, this is nothing's, there's no backing tracks. This is live. I'm doing everything right here. I do this. He shows the looping pedal real quick. And the man never stopped for two and a half hours. Fireworks, pyro. I mean, it was definitely, yeah, it, it was up there. It, That's cool. it was yeah i was very very impressed and it just it was fantastic and then absolutely i saw pink floyd at three river stadium so seriously that's, yeah what year was that 1989 so post roger mm-hmm. yeah oh you got to see i'm so jealous you got to see david gilmore live i know that's like yeah. a bucket list yeah <laughs> he's my like biggest inspiration be totally honest. Yeah, I, I'm I a huge Pink Floyd fan. I just I love, I, I love them. I think I'm, I've got ten Dark Side T-shirts. <laughs> Whenever I see a cool one, I'm like, oh, it's different. I got a uh, I got an original 1973 first press of Dark Side of the Moon That's on sweet. vinyl. It took That's me cool. forever to get it. I mean, I could have got it, but I would have paid like three, four hundred dollars for oh, it. Yeah. But I finally grabbed one, and it was yeah. And like we had talked about this on another podcast, like growing up in the 70s and the 80s when you had when vinyl was the thing and you had the headphones on you hear that that needle scratch so to get that dark side of the moon album again and hear that and it just man it takes you back so your top three the um red hot chili peppers i watched Ooh. at the shaw steam but it wasn't with uh Frusciante. it was um that that what was his name Klinghoffer, Klinghoffer or something. Yeah, so he, he did a good show. Jacob would know. He's a huge Chili yeah. Peppers. Yeah, it was. What's his first? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I saw the Chili Peppers with uh, Dave Navarro playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For one hot minute. Yeah. yeah. Leonard Skinner put on a really good show at Jambo, but, you know, it wasn't like the original lineup. It was. Yeah, if you want to see the original lineup, I think you had to go back before 1972. Yeah, it's like Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I would say definitely Red Hot Chili Peppers, probably Leonard Skinner, and then um, probably Metallica. I saw them nice. Death Magnetic Tour in Cleveland, I think. Nice. I don't know if it counts it if I saw the concert because I was working it, but the Eagles' Hell Freeds is over. Oh, the acoustic tour. Yeah, I, I worked That's both cool. of those shows. Both of those shows when they played Starlight. Come on. Cool. Like, they weren't playing the big arena. They played Starlight. It literally was right there in the pit. That's grew up in the Warp Tour days. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Dude, you go, you pay like $25 for a Warp Tour ticket and see mm-hmm. like 50 bands. Right. I right. met Avenged Sevenfold and had no idea who they were. Right. <laughs> it was right before City of Evil came out. That's mm-hmm. when they changed their style. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's when I, I mean, I liked Waking the Fallen, mm-hmm. but City of Evil. I love I mean, it. That's one just, of those perfect albums in my opinion. Great. I love it. But I met them. I caught Gerard Way's Water Bottle. Nice. <laughs> did, they, did they try to redo Warp Tour for like a year? They did like, oh, it was a, couple, oh. a few years ago, they did like like four or five like concert, like 
stops yeah. essentially. Okay. Yeah, but, but then they did like that when we were yeah. it was just like No, they did that when we were young fest. That's right. That's the one I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. That looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was a warp tour. That, that it really was a warp tour. It was the, the mm-hmm. greatest hits of warp tour. They're just like a one off. Yeah. We got lucky with our blink tickets. Because we did. We're on the floor for like what, 150 bucks or? I think they're like 70 bucks each. Yeah. But yeah, we got nice. them. We got them for retail. No. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting there. I had a browser open on my phone. I had a browser open on my iPad. <laughs> I had a virtual machine at work on one screen, and I had a regular browser on my other. So I was just going all four of them at once, <laughs> trying to get it. Yeah. I, mean, I think anymore, like companies will have like an AI program ready to just buy hundreds of tickets like yeah. as soon as that would yeah, open you up. Get, I think that's what it is. Them. I think SeatGeek, StubHub, all, I think they just suck them all up and then just yeah. reap the yeah. rewards. And that's, yeah. and again, like we said, I mean, you you could be a huge fan of something and, um, you know, you get to miss out just because now, like you said, even the cheap seats are $1,700. I know. Listen, I'm a huge Queen fan. If Freddie Mercury himself come back from the dead and did a tour, I still wouldn't pay $1,700 to see I, Queen. I probably would. <laughs> I would. Hey, no, you know, Pop's got rent. Listen, got, if, yeah, Christmas yeah. is coming. I'm sorry. If I, George Harrison and John Lennon came back to life, I don't think there's a limit <laughs> on how much I would pay to see the Beatles, the original Beatles. Uh, yeah. All right, what... Okay, what top band? What would you pay the most amount of money to see a band from the past? Beatles, Floyd, Beatles, or Pink Floyd, Lincoln Park, Lincoln sure. Park. Ooh. I'd go Stevie Ray. Oh, Stevie. Yeah, Ray. yeah, Stevie Ray, or I'd I'd I'd, I'd want to see Ozzy with Randy Rhodes, but I saw Quiet Right with Randy Rhodes oh, really? playing. Yeah, and um, it just um. So I did get to see Randy Rhodes. I didn't know who he was at the time. And uh, but yeah, oh, that's man. a Randy I'd, Rhodes signature V right there. I would I would like to I would really like to see um Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean that would just be oof. Yeah, I probably would pay a lot for that one. Those Randy Rhodes signatures they're nice to look at, but to play. Oh, dude, they're, they're hard to play. Like, the neck is so much heavier than the body, oh, so it's geez. always going down on it. And plus, like, that cutaway, that the second V on it is, like, half the size, so there's no weight down there. So you're constantly, it's constantly rolling on so it. I have one, but it's it's a cheap one. Uh-huh. I, I One of my friends sold it to me. It was, like, 100 bucks, And I took the strap button and put it, is that a set neck or a bolt-on? Bolt-on. Take your strap button and place it in one of the. Um, I do that, and it doesn't neck dive at all. Okay, you got to play around which one you do it on. Yeah. I forget which one I did, okay. but it doesn't strap. It doesn't do it at all now. All right, so note to self: if you learn anything, you got to know which hole to put it in. That's right. right. Okay. Um, what's your go-to guitar that you would take on stage? Probably that Surf Green Tom DeLong signature. Okay, it's simple. It's got one pickup, one volume knob, mm-hmm. and I just bought the. I just pre-ordered the graffiti yellow one today. The Fender's re-releasing. <laughs> so you have the same guitar twice, just different yes. color. <laughs> what about you? Yes. Your go-to guitar? Oh, Les Paul. Your Les Paul. That you one, know, yeah. I've got a standard, and I hardly ever even play it. Really? It used to be my go-to, but like playing outside with Les Paul is just—it's hard. Yeah, you, you got to tune constantly. I um, I put Grover locking tuners yeah. on that. That's what mine's they they hold them pretty good except for that G string. It'll just it'll take well, a dive it's because on of the it. way that nuts cut. They have that yeah. spring butler thing. Have you seen that? Um, Gage put one on his. Does it help? He said no. Really? Yeah, he said I was surprised it didn't. Does he, he have said, a Gibson acoustic or is he no? He, um, hollow body Les Paul. Oh, okay, but he oh, puts that cool. he put that on because everybody said put, get a string butler. Yeah, I've always heard that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I never spent the money on it then. Yeah, he he put a string butler on. Played it like two shows and was like, I'm going to buy a Telecaster. <laughs> he just gave on. You can't go wrong with a Tele. No, man. Right. you can't. Now, what about uh, as far as acoustic? What do you guys like acoustic? None. <laughs> I, hate, I hate playing acoustic. Really? I just hate it. Okay. I always have. I don't know why. Just I bend too much. It just you doesn't. Play a, you play a Fender, right? Acoustic? California series, yeah. yeah. A Malibu. I used to play a Martin... It was a performer series, but the neck was so thin. It was like their first acoustic guitar they said for live performers, and they made the neck so so thin. So like after like two years, it would just bend. Like every week, I had to get readjusted. Yeah. So actually, our first singer Zeke, he had a 
a hummingbird, a Gibson. Oh, I remember that one. That would be my go-to. That, that thing, that thing was perfect. I even told him, I was like, I hate playing acoustics, but I could play this all day. Yeah. Or Mike Off, because that Martin he's got up there. I don't think okay. he ever played that. Uh-uh. I don't know what it is, but it's it's just perfect. Yeah. Now, you said you play acoustic. What, yeah, what, I have what a yours? Taylor GS Mini. Is nice. it Ed no, no. He's, his is Martin. I went in to buy a Martin, Ed Sheeran That's Martin, right. and I played this one. I like the sound better. But I avoid it at all costs. I just yeah, don't, don't play like, it ever. Yeah I, yeah. I just don't like... I don't like playing it live. I don't like playing acoustic live. He used to bring it out for... We play Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty. And he would bring it out just for the the yeah. little strums in the chorus. I played one chord three times. That's the only reason <laughs> to have the... And then we put it in the back. Like, we put it in the track. And he doesn't have to play it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we I my six string is uh is an Alvarez. I'm happy with it. It's not an acoustic electric, but I have a Fender mandolin. That's cool. And it's still sitting in the bag really? when I bought it. And the book on how to play a mandolin is right <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> I said even when I was off like when I was laid off for COVID and stuff like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that. And then when I was I was you know, this past year went through treatment and stuff i'm like i'm gonna learn that mandolin and it's still how many strings on a mandolin eight yeah eight i think it's eight it's like a tw- it's like it's like it's like it's like a 12 string, string but it's, it's got the eight two. strings yeah it's, yeah it's still sitting there it's beautiful it's you know but... my, my co-worker's got a 50s banjo or um gibson banjo really like, it was his dad's that thing's awesome See, my dad's like that. My dad can play anything out of strings. I mean, he just, he, he plays banjo. He plays um, six string, 12 string. He can play bass. And ironically, um, my bass, my favorite bass that I play is a fretless. Oh, really? Yeah, I absolutely love it. He hates that thing. <laughs> hates it. He, he was like, don't ever give me this fretless to play. <laughs> I love the fretless. I mean, like, yeah, my electric is a, is a, is a uh, Fender fretless, and I, I love it. Little Jocko, yeah, nice. and then um, I got um, Ibanez as my acoustic bass, which I'm happy with. But you know what? I need to rewind and take back my best band. What's that? I totally forgot that I've seen Dream Theater twice. Oh damn! Mm. So we're gonna cut Katy Perry out, <laughs> even though her band was killer. We're gonna put you know the. It was just the fact that Katy Perry was. How really... did you forget you saw him twice? I don't know. It happens. <laughs> the one I just had shoulder surgery, and I didn't really remember it. I That's saw him. I think I think it's just the fact that it was eating at him and he was like, I'm gonna get so much crap for saying Katy well, Perry. Well, as soon as you said the fretless, I remember the second time I saw him, it was Jocko's birthday. Yeah. And what's the guy's name? George My or My Young? John My Young? Whatever their bass player is. I think so, yeah. John My Young. Or he might be the short. I don't know. He did a tribute of a Jocko song on a fretless, mm-hmm. like uh, the jazz bass. Was it he played jazz mm-hmm. or a P bass? He played no. He played a jazz bass. Yeah, he brought like the signature model out, and he played, and I, I was like, "That's I forgot. I saw Dream Theater." Yeah, that's that's like we the one time somebody asked uh, our question was, "Who would you sing a duet with?" Not now, James Labrie. My my <laughs> mind my mindset went to, I said Taylor Swift because she's huge. You do a duet with her, you're set for life. They're gonna know. Yeah. That's what I was going with. The amount of feedback that I got. I mean, oh, like, yeah. Of all the people, you said Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, I'm like, I was thinking like you, you know, you'd be. And yeah. then I and then I messed up. I was also thinking, which I'm not taking anything away from her. I was thinking the American Idol, and I said Kelly Clarkson, and I meant Carrie Underwood. <laughs> well, same <laughs> show. Big difference, but still, I named two women, which there's nothing wrong with that. And but the fact is, is when it was all done, I'm like, why didn't I say Chris Stapleton? Like I love Chris. Why? And, and I got so much feedback. And it's the nerves just, from that live audience you were talking about. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I should have known when they all started cracking up when I said Taylor Swift. Everyone's like, what? But I don't if you're gonna do out with Taylor Swift, you'd probably be. Nobody's gonna know your name. Ed, I mean, life. you're not gonna. And that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, that's who I would do because after that. People would know who you, you would are. not have to work ever again. Right. Yeah. So that was my mindset. But again, I respect the fact that you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to stick with Katy Perry. Yeah. I kind of. Totally, I don't know how you can forget about Dream Theater, but I should. Right. Be it happens. Now on stage, every show, I'm going to bring that up. That's fine. Yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> Dude, her guitar player's 
flew through the air and had like shooting sparklers on the end of the guitars and they were sword fighting doing dueling solos. So how do we get you and Jacob to do that? Well, you need to buy me a new guitar first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would guess probably have to have a track playing. While yeah, I was yeah, yeah. You could try with that. Well, the other thing is too. It so... was an aluminum guitar, the electrical guitar company. Oh, really? They were aluminum guitars. Oh, anyway, nice. Sorry. Um, no, no, it was just, um, you know, Jason Hook, who played for Five Finger Death Punch mm -hmm. for years, was Mandy Moore's guitar player. Was he really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he was, just, he was, he was, you know, he's a hired gun. Yeah. So he did that for a while, and, you know, but like I said, you know, you sit there and you think, you know, there's Jason Hook, he's a phenomenal guitar player, and then you, when you when you hear that he was, you know, Mandy Moore's um, guitar player, and then uh, whoever the other girl was, uh, forget the she did uh was it lizzie mcguire or hillary duff. duff he played for hillary duff too really yeah, yeah she did have a little music career there yeah, yeah and that's a, it, it there's there's a uh documentary out and it's called hired gun it's fantastic if you've never seen it look it up I've, and I've watch it it's it. great it and it talks i mean there's so many people in there that you never think that they were studio musicians well, steve lukather yeah a studio musician right i mean he played the uh rhythm on beat it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just these people come out and you know them from, but you never knew that yeah. they were a studio musician. I always thought that'd be fun to like get on like a tour with like some pop star and like just play yeah. stadiums every night. Yeah. And, I mean, most of the songs aren't complex. That was my favorite thing about moving towards country when we first started mm -hmm. out, opposed to like metal, is I could run around and play chords and yeah. have fun and not have to sit there and be like, oh, I've got to do this and mm -hmm. it's like we're not playing periphery here yeah, we're just playing right jason albini yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's like i said i played my dad's band um they played like all 50s 60s and it i played drums for them that's cool and again wasn't my music i mean it's just a lot of it is just standard four four beat da, 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 and you know We'd put some kind of songs in there that, you know, I, I really get into. And, uh, but again, it was the fact that I got to jam with my old man. Yeah. Like not too many people get to say that they get to, again, that was that thing where like we might play in front of five people or it might be, you know, a hundred people at the county fair or whatever. But mm -hmm. that, that was that fact that I, I, I'll never get that taken away from me that I got to jam with my dad. Yeah. That's so cool. that's, that's, and like you said, it was, it was just, it was Fun that way. There's now. There, I'm not gonna say that there weren't nights where I was just playing. I'm like, this is mind numbing. Yes, <laughs> it happens, and that's but, when you have to start changing your setup. Yeah, which is what we've been working yeah. on heavily. Yeah, going back to what you said about like having like shows that are dead. It's very hard in this valley to determine like what your crowds want to look like at the end of the night compared to like when you like walk in somewhere and start your set because like. This is a blue collar area. Like everybody's getting off work. You start a uh, set at like eight. For the first hour, it might be nothing, and then all of a sudden, it's like ten thirty. You're like, how how did this change happen? Right. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, we used to play like you know generations. We'd play from ten to two. Yeah. You go on at ten, and there's yeah. like you know there's a crowd, but mm -hmm. there's not by like two o'clock or you know one one o'clock in the morning. You can't move. It's a sea of people. Like you can't see the end. There's no room. No, it's, all, it's you just feed off of that energy. Yeah. And again, I think I think that bullshit COVID stuff had, I mean, it just killed, killed bars and local bands and stuff. Because like you said, now, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just people aren't used to it, but like, there's been times where like, can you guys play seven to 10? Yeah. It's, yeah. Eight to eight. I think eight to 11 is the latest. We've that's, ever. that's been our common thing now. Eight to 11. Yeah. Listen, I'm old now. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So we, Zane runs it too. We're doing seven to 10 gigs all the time. I don't mind it because I just go bar hop after. So right. I'm out till two regardless, whatever whatever the gig time is or whatever. But um, the only thing I need is a shower. So I like there's a lot of times I drive home, shower yeah. quick, and yeah. then, then I'm out. Yeah, but, it just um, and again I'm like you. I you know if I if we can load up all the gear and I'm home and in bed by midnight. Oh, it's a great night. Yeah, it's one of the last gigs we had. It was eight to eleven. I remember. I won't mention the name, but everybody was stumbling around. We had w one guy was screaming, somebody take me to Godfather's 3. Somebody, <laughs> CD just screaming, somebody take me to Godfather's 3. And I told Scott, I'm like, if this was 9 to midnight or 10 to 1, it could have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he go? 
Hey, maybe. Maybe. He might have got there. We were too busy wrapping up. <laughs> he might have got there somehow. It, uh, but, yeah, like I said, it's um, – and the thing is, is that's why we try to tell people that, like, for us, it's better for us to play, like, 8 to 11 because, you know, people will get that liquid courage because it never fails. We play 7 to 10 and even 8 to 11 a couple spots. They'll be like, you know, now the crowd's in it. Yeah, like 10 30. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, we're done. Like, we're, and we, there was one time there was a guy, he was like, we were playing and uh, he was like, what do you guys charge an hour? We told him, he just reached into his pocket, pulled it out. He said, play another hour. Okay, that's fine. We'll do that. But after (laughs) that hour, then you're like, all right, do it. And my wife, like, not only does she sing with us, but she runs, like, the karaoke part of it. Like, people come up and put their name in with her. He was like, well, they got to keep playing. And she was like, they've been playing for four hours. They're done. Like, they're, they, people just don't get that. Like, no. no. Like, what? four hour, a four hour, and we had one break. It was like a 15, 20 minute yeah. break, but a four hour gig is a lot. We, yeah. we play three hours. I counted the songs up. We play like, like 55 songs, right. 45 yeah. songs, and like, my wife's always like, how can you remember all those? So to play off what you just said about your wife saying you remember all those songs, yeah, that's like the biggest compliment that I hear from people is that we don't use iPads. Yeah. Like Kenny's got it on. He's got them on the floor now. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny uses an iPad. He more or less uses it for the key. Yeah. Kenny uses an iPad. No one else uses an iPad. Yeah. Like I don't, which is tough sometimes because I'm like, well, right. Eric is next. Well, we got... Well, you got to learn your own lyrics. We have our yeah. cues and everything in our ears, yeah. mm-hmm. which we just went to click tracks and like cues and everything. What like late last year? Mm-hmm. That has been a game changer. Your drummer's okay with a click track. Mm-hmm. Okay, took a lot of adjustment, especially because <laughs> there's he, nothing worse as a drummer like like, hey, we're gonna do this click track. Oh, well, he was hell. All for we it. are. <laughs> oh, he, he was all for it, and I mean, he he worked really really hard too because Dean had a stroke. When was that? September. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he had a stroke, so we weren't sure if he'd be able to play ever again. That's amazing. And now we're using, we're, you know, tighter than we've ever been using tracks. We have kudos to him. Yeah, he, he, uh, he worked really hard. Yeah, he had a stroke, and was it? It was around Oktoberfest, wasn't it? It, it? But he had a stroke, and three months later we had a show. Because remember, wow. we, weren't, we weren't sure if we, he was going to be able yeah. to play the show, and I think we had Devonte lined up. For yeah, we had. Oh, yeah, our friend Devonte. Um, Devontae Brown, he's a, he's a great drummer, but I had him like listen to the song, start to learn him just in case. Yeah. And then, yeah, but Dean was able to play it. And we had a rehearsal wow. like eight days after he had the stroke. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to learn how to like hold He was, he was like just doing like wow. kick and snare, but I mean, like it was amazing. Yeah. The possibilities using tracks are just endless. I mean, yeah. you don't want to abuse it right. either. Right, 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 right. But we have like organ and stuff like mm-hmm. we need it or. Well, that's like with us doing. The acoustic karaoke. There's still the, the karaoke track that is playing. Oh, it's for like it'll. Our gotcha. monitors will have the track and gotcha. then the video monitor, and then through our fronts is like the instruments and whoever. Oh, so we kind of like, like yeah, like he said. So when you're singing, you're doing karaoke because you have the monitor and everything else. But when it goes out, like his guitar and my bass is up a little bit. So oh, it's that's cool. Still kind of like it's. Um, so it's kind of like yeah, we have a backing track, but it's yeah. And the good thing is, you know, we've discussed this that, especially for karaoke, like I DJ karaoke before we started this for years, and it's usually about the same 120 yeah. songs. I don't care where you go, you know, somebody's gonna sing before you cheat. Somebody's gonna sing friends in low places. Every once in a while, you'll get a curveball that you know, you know, a guy will sing like all this kind of deep country and then just come up and do Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. And you know, rock it, but it's or don't stop believing. Yeah, everybody's got yeah. that, and nobody can probably do it. And then you're you're <laughs> always yeah you're always gonna get the the pack of four girls that girls just want to have fun. So, but I mean, like I said, it's the good thing is is it's still, um, it's not frowned upon for us to have our eye because we'll pull up sheet music just to make sure. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of times, like this prodigy over here, I. His iPad could fall off the stage. It wouldn't matter. He'd play it like <laughs> he would play it a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. And, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's a good time. I feel time. like for singers, like, because I see a lot of singers that use it and it's just like a barrier in front of like yeah. the audience mm-hmm. and it's real. So I don't even like having a mic stand. 
Yeah. Like I, I have a, my wireless mic and I like to run around and do whatever. And I think like that barrier, you kind of lose the audience a little bit. And like, I'll see videos of people where like, let's say like the microphone's here, they're singing into their iPad. Yeah. They're not even yeah. like looking yeah, at the that's mic. It. You gotta into remember. It. That's... that's one thing you've never done is mm -mm. stand still. No. <laughs> when I, st so I use a modeler live. I use an Axe FX too. Mm -hmm. And, um, recently I found out how you can do patch changes through MIDI. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's oh, the that's biggest cool. thing ever. I can be on the other side of the stage because I'm all wireless. Mm -hmm. Solo comes on. I don't even have to touch the board. Yeah. Nice. I went an entire set, like the last show we played. I did. Yeah. I went an entire set without ever touching my pedal board. <laughs> now, I, do, you, do you guys have a sound guy or does somebody on, on stage run it? We, uh, have, we have a sound guy. Well, okay. we have our own monitor rig. We have, okay. um, we have a Behringer what, XR18. Yeah. Okay. And that so our in-ears are our in-ears he runs. You run the whole okay. front of house. We, I mean, basically, pretty much every time we just have to we'll tweak here and there. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we got a splitter, and then one side comes into our rip mixer in the ears, and then the other side goes to the front of house. Nice. That's perfect. And it's great. I wish, I, that's the one thing that I wish we, we had because of the fact that, like, like, for instance, the last show we did, we did sound check. Everything was great. And we start playing, and all of a sudden, well, you can't hear him. You can't hear her. You can't hear. I never and I'm over here kind of like adjusting. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get it. I, like, I'm almost maxed out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, like nothing will happen. And I'll be like, yo, I can't hear her. And I will literally look at the board. And I'll, like, I'm like, I'm looking at it going, I don't know where, like, my monitor said everything here. And I look around, and they're like, it's perfect. I didn't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, so that's the hardest part of being a sound guy is you when you when you're adjusting sound it sounds really good where you're standing right but step three feet to the left or right and it might sound yeah. completely different right that's, that's why it. a lot of the guys around here like what's his name um graham's son michael graham michael, yeah he's always walking around with the ipad yeah like he'll be over everywhere here checking it yeah my next board's gonna he's be a great. digital so i can use the oh, ipad sweet. yeah mm -hmm. and it's nice because we don't really have to do much at all yeah there's not much sound check. All right, guys. I think we hit that time. You want to do a little send off? Yeah. Hey. Um, so again, thank you guys Powell for coming Hatton in. Point Riverside Restaurant. What day is it? July twenty second. July twenty right. second. Yeah. So, uh, enjoy having you guys in. Check out High Valley Entertainment as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the Zane, Facebook Zane page. Yeah, and Zane Run, and um, and then next episode we'll get Kenny in here and. See what he thinks about you accusing him of. I don't know if he knocked it over, but I know he was there. I just remember he was there. He was there. Just yeah, so it's guilty by over. association. Yeah, we'll just make. We'll just, if you gotta, if you gotta blame guilty. somebody, it's either the drummer or the bass player. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! The guy that plays bass.